0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 5th chapter, beginning in verse 17, and I want to encourage you, before you stand up, um, want to encourage you to, to open up your Bible because uh, as, a, as a special way to pay attention and to notice and to listen, we trust that, the Holy, that, that God's Word is living and active and we trust that the Holy Spirit speaks to each one of us in a profound way. And so sometimes one of the best things we can do is allow the Spirit to speak to each of us, and then to listen to one another, share what the Spirit teaches you and me. Ancient words ever true. So, on page 1378 in your Q Bible, you'll find uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, Um and we do have a tradition of standing during the reading of the gospel, so I invite you to stand if you're able, but if you don't want to stand and hold the book at the same time, you can just do whatever. <clears throat> Jesus says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I've not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. Now you've heard it said that uh, to the people long ago you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who's angry with a brother or a sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or a sister, you knucklehead, (laughs) you be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you're offering your gift at the altar and they're there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who's taking you to court. Do it while you're still together on the way or your adversary may hand you over to the judge and the judge hand you over to the officer and be thrown into prison. I tell you, you will not get out until you pay the last penny. You've heard it said, you should not commit adultery, but I tell you, anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one part of your body than your whole body be thrown into hell. You know, that's probably enough. (laughs) This is the gospel of the Lord.
1: Thanks Thanks be to God. God.
0: Please be seated. why maybe I was uh, trying to figure out where to land on this thing, but sisters and brothers in Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, amen, I mean, I've got 18 minutes and 32 seconds worth of stuff to say, but it was on my heart to, to, to ask you to speak. What questions come to mind as you hear this passage? What have you always wondered about, or what's something that you heard for the first time that, that you haven't before? Right now, I want you to turn to the person next to you and, and share just real briefly a word or a phrase or a question that came to mind. 48 seconds. Turn to somebody, find somebody near you, and have that little conversation. What did you hear or notice in this passage from Matthew chapter 5? Okay, what are some of the things that, that come to mind? Who wants to just go ahead and raise your hand and, and ask a question? You've been dying to do this for, for, for years, I know you
1: have.
0: I'm going to be up here for another 17 minutes anyway, so you might as well ask your question. Anybody? Bob, are right you over here? Brenda? Bob over here? In, in the passage it talks about anger. Can you uh, explain about this kind of anger that is, is hitting on. Yeah. So the question: This this kind of anger is a different God, right? We we ought to get angry sometimes, right? Uh, anger can motivate change, can get us riled up, can can, can bring a group of people together to, to right a wrong or to or to achieve a goal. This kind of anger in that that Jesus is talking about is that kind of anger when you when you harbor anger, when you let it fester, when you just can't let it go, when you just hold on and on. In fact, this kind of anger is the sort that that goes beyond just being mad at a situation, but begins to turn it toward the individual and wishing the individual harm or ill. So uh, Jesus is um, saying your righteousness has has to... go beyond that of the Pharisees. And and one way to understand that is that the Pharisees um, themselves, on the surface, they look pretty good. But the Pharisees, like the rest of us, it was the murder and the anger in their hearts. So Jesus is exposing the anger in the hearts of the Pharisees and in the hearts of each one of us. Anger is one of the most, uh, is one of the, our biggest challenges of our day, I think. Yeah.
1: Ben told me that I could, uh, that, that I could, if I had something to say, I could, after to say it. So, mm-hmm. anger is frequently a secondary emotion. Usually, underneath anger, there is fear or there is hurt. Frequently, when we let our anger fester, we're not looking as deeply as we need to find out what we're afraid of or how we have been hurt so if you find yourself acting in ways that are angry ask ask the questions of God to, re- to reveal in you what is truly deeply going on and if you sit quietly enough or long enough God will tell you another
0: question Mike has one back there
1: anyone can get a step in today. Um. It's often the case with two people who have anger between them. And the question becomes who makes the gesture to anger to God and the passing the scripture that suggests before you come before God, you come before your prayer. Your thoughts
0: I think sometimes we need to go to church to find the grace and the strength and, the, and to, to be able to have the courage to go to our friends <laughs> and deal with that. Sometimes it's in worship that, that we're convicted. The, the God's commands act like a mirror and we say, oh my goodness, I didn't even realize just how much anger I had in my heart and how much <laughs> anger I had towards so-and-so. I need to go. So don't ever not go to church because you're angry. Amen? Amen? I mean, that said, there is something to say that if if, here we are confessing our sins, receiving by God's grace through faith, through no effort or merit of our own, the mercy and forgiveness and acceptance of God, just as you are, and if we're we're receiving that and talking about it and singing about it and we're not offering that to others. That's disconnect. Might even be what Jesus calls hypocrisy: acting one thing, doing another thing, thinking another thing. Yeah. Thanks, Tarantino. It's not so much of a question that more or less kind of statement here, but um, in all of these things, would you want somebody doing that to you? And I think Jesus kind of sums it up in another. Part of the Bible for uh, you know, it's the golden rule. It's <laughs> not to others as you would have them do one to you. <laughs> these 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 um, these commandments, we'll get a over here, these commandments and, and rules, these are the ways of life. Um, in Deuteronomy chapter thirty, Jesus says, <laughs> love God and walk in my ways, and things will go well for you. The word Torah, we translate it law, but it's actually a path or a walkway. And and so uh, it's not as though we do a bunch of things sort of randomly that God likes us to do so that God will reward us with this other thing. God's, God's way is actually God's way. And the more that we conform our lives to God's patterns of living, the more we are in step with God and the more we are realizing the kingdom of God. That's why it says, yeah, don't murder, but don't, don't harbor anger, because that kind of anger has no place in the kingdom of God anyway. So what are you doing with it? <laughs> Or lust as well. Sexual attraction is wonderful. God likes bodies. But when, when it turns to objectification, or when it leads to infidelity then then that's not that's not the kingdom way so 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 uh, from the time of Moses to the time of Jesus walk in the way of the Lord love the Lord your God with all your heart and things will go well for you and for your family the
1: passage mentions hell and I'm uncomfortable
0: Sorry. Thanks for asking. No, it's hugely important, and, and people go back and forth on this. And, and So, let me, maybe. yeah, above my pay grade. <laughs> and maybe that's the more profound answer than we even made it out to be. It's above our pay grade. It's not too much for many verses later where, where Jesus says, biblical, Do not judge. Do not judge. If I'm spending all my time either looking at other people and trying to figure out who's in and who's out, shame on me. If I waste too much time trying to figure out whether I'm in or out, then I'm not fully embracing the grace of God. Christ is sufficient <laughs> for our salvation. I was having a conversation with, um, with some family uh, about, about um, you know, how many of you have, have a loved one who doesn't go to church? How many of you kind of worry about them and pray about themselves? So. And, and to recognize that, that, first of all, that our faith is not in heaven, and our faith is not based on trying to stay out of hell. Our faith is based in God, who is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, who so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. That's the promise. Now, are there some folks who don't make it to the good place? Sounds like there is. So all the more we should love. And we should pray. And then love some more.
1: I might add a thing, or maybe
0: two. Uh,
1: one is that I think the Bible is very clear that we are not to judge others. That these words are for us to consider for our own lives and not for somebody else's, and the, and the Bible is quite clear that um, we are, it is above our pay grade to guess at who might not be going in God's direction. We are simply to uh, offer Christ and steadfast, the steadfast love of God to all the people all the time, and that that would be difficult, <laughs> but that it's our goal. And I hope that, on the other side, when every knee bows and every tongue confesses, that that is with joy.
0: At long, long last. That's seven minutes and 18 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's over here. I wanted to make sure you are as far away as possible. i
1: gonna run. the camera.
0: It those With regard to the fulfillment of the law term, uh, fulfillment with regard to prophecy seems pretty clear use of the word fulfillment to me. But can you talk about what that means with regards to fulfillment of the law compared to or in addition to following the law? Thank you. I I wondered about that a little bit Um, and how that might play out. What I did notice is that it says, I did not come to abolish the law and the prophets. And so, and so, what you can do is you take a look and you say, "Well, the Law of the Prophets—that's kind of shorthand for the, what we call the Old Testament, the Hebrew Scriptures." And the Law, which is Torah, which is the way, um, uh, really focuses in on the first five books of the Bible, uh, the, the books of Matthew, uh, Moses, are sometimes called. Uh, somebody said that there's 613 laws, commands, and and um, things you supposed rules, <laughs> things you're supposed to do. And so, and again, this way of God, the whole purpose is to to lead God's people into the land flowing with milk and honey, which is the promised land, which is the way things are supposed to be. It's always been about moving forward into the place and and relating as humanity the way that we're supposed to. From the time of Adam and Eve, go forth, be fruitful and multiply. Take care of the earth. So so the law is is the path that that points us and gets us on the path with God to God's preferred future. How about that? What happens is when, when the law gets into the hands of the powerful. Human sin intervenes, and all of a sudden, the, people, the leaders, the priests, the, the kings, whoever's in charge, they um, um, they work to preserve the status quo, and, and, they, and they begin to wield God's rules not as a as a way forward, but as a as a set to perpetuate a system that advantages the wealthy, the powerful. So God sends prophets, and prophets are the ones who, who um, confront the status quo, who um, are, are the, the voice of the people, the heroes of the people saying, no, that's not God's will. I, um, if you want to take a look, Isaiah chapter 58 is a wonderful example where Isaiah comes in and says, you guys have your fasting, and you do it all the time, but the problem is that you're not doing the kind of fasting that God wants. The kind of fasting that God wants is for you to do justice. Take care of the poor. Feed the hungry. Practice sound business and fair business. If you do that kind of fasting, then, yeah, God will hear your prayer. And so when Jesus comes in as well, I think he's also targeting, he's, he's um, he's aiming God's word at the Pharisees. Who are the the the, uh, the status quo, the powerful of that day? And and the people recognize that Jesus is the voice of the prophet calling people to return that to remember that God's word, God's law, is for the good. It's for all people. Uh, the land of Shalom, the, the kingdom of God, manna and mercy as one book has it. Nobody has too much, nobody has too little. Um, so I think fulfilling the law in that regard has to do with with um, bringing to light its true intent. Oh, you would be
1: over there. Wait, <laughs> 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 just one. You going all the there. Go ahead. Okay, <laughs> this is. <laughs> You'll
0: have to help me on the next person. Hmm. We'll we we'll end it, Bob. Here, all right.
1: So this isn't so much a question as a thought or an observation. When I see the words murder and adultery on the screen, it makes me think of King David. He committed both of these sins, but he was also a man after God's own heart, which tells me that he repented each time, which means to turn around and go the other way. So when I see those words, it always makes me
0: think of him. Thank you very much. How do you want to be remembered? Where was the— Just as—and Bob could have a—right here. Right here. Not Bob. Sorry. And um, Bob got even in his and then, the then we we'll wouldn't come back to that. I think. Why did so many religions, but well, only one God? Mm-hmm. Why did so many religions what?
1: But only one God.
0: Why so many religions, only one God? I think I think there is well who is Saint Augustine said that there's a, there's a God-shaped hole in our hearts and and all of us spend most of our lives trying to fill that hole with something and it's finally when when uh, uh, when we turn to God and for those of us in in in, um, in our tradition out here um, come to experience Christ Jesus and salvation. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. Um, Can I imagine that the Holy Spirit is big enough to have other ways for other people at other times? Yeah. But our call, our command, our faithfulness is to make disciples, to tell the story, to love one another as Jesus has loved us. And I love Chris talking about murder and adultery. Um, The law, um, now we're gonna go over to, and I've got 35 seconds, I think I can do this in about right about time. Martin Luther, our tradition has a rich understanding of the law and the gospel. That we understand that God's word is both law and gospel. That is, the law is the things that, that, that point, that is the mirror that forces us to be honest about ourselves and to call the thing what it is. And, and to, to have murder and adultery up on the screen and say, well, that's not me, that's not me. But then to consider and meditate and reflect, when have I had murderous thoughts? How much am I holding a grudge? Um, how is my fidelity to my spouse? How is it that I um, am encouraging people in their marriages, in their relationships? How is it that we as a people are are encouraging and supporting everybody who's just trying to hold it together? Are we leaders and examples of forgiveness and letting go? Of serving the poor, of helping the earthquake, mirror the the law acts as a mirror and then the gospel acts as as a cleansing healing word it says you are loved God's grace is sufficient God's faithfulness endures forever and the Spirit of God is working (laughs) to create in you a clean heart as renew your spirit every day and so we leave this place hopefully encouraged motivated led by the spirit to be a light to be love amen
1: amen